Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. What is going on, guys? This is Nader back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics. I'm alongside Bud, and we're talking about the best division in football. Mostly just because the Niners are in it, but I mean the Seahawks and the Rams and Cardinals are in it, but we don't care about them. I already have a headache. Like, I just... Do you have Advil or anything? This I got a Tylenol. This is going to be a long fucking show. I got a Tylenol. I can already feel it. Uh, I won't give you one, though. Oh, thanks. It's bad for you. Really appreciate it. So, let's get started. Best team in football right now. Red Hot. Five-time Super Bowl champs. Home of the best QB ever. Best receiver ever. Best team, best coach ever. Most dominant dynasty in NFL history. The 49ers. Half the people turned the podcast off already. Well, those people are wrong. I doubt that. What do you want to what, what do you want to talk about on your team first off? Like why don't you pick your pick your topic? Pick we'll talk about the best looking player in the NFL. We don't even have to go on the team. In the NFL. The boy Jimmy G. How do you feel about him? I already know how you feel about him, but I'll let you I'll give you the floor. I mean, he's a quarterback getting drafted in the 12th round so i mean he's kind of irrelevant he barely he hasn't even played a full season yet he's on an offense with not that many weapons i don't see the relevance i don't see the upside at all i think there could be a lot of upside but there could be a lot of nothing why could there be a lot of upside? I want to hear this. I would love to hear the upside aspect of Jimmy G. Because when you have a offensive genius like Shanahan, the Raiders have that, by the way? No. Okay, cool. So when you have an offensive genius like Shanahan, you just notice from history that quarterbacks succeed in his system. You had RG3, who is irrelevant now, look like a top-tier QB. You have... Matty Ice struggling without Shanahan now. So when you have him struggling. alongside, yeah, I, I call it struggling. You call it struggling. I call it struggling. You have Julio Jones. There's no reason to struggle. <laughs> Go on, keep keep on going. When you have Shanahan paired with Jimmy G, I expect a decent amount of upside, especially because they're pass first running backs. You run the ball to set up the pass with him. And even then, running backs are heavily used in the passing game. That's just a lot more yards for Jimmy G to rack up. The only issue with him is touchdowns. Niners have a history going back from Alex Smith to Colin Kaepernick, not being able to put the ball in the end zone. Last time the Niners were able to put the ball in the end zone consistently, more than they kicked field goals, was before Jeff Garcia. Yeah. So... If you can't score touchdowns and you're not getting points as a quarterback, that might be the only issue. So so Matt Ryan was the number two quarterback in four-point passing leagues. 
I just want to let you know that no, last year. Is that irrelevant? Is, is he number is, one? Was Jimmy G relevant last year? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, he, he walks out, <laughs> walked out of bounds and tore his ACL. <laughs> so let's actually ask a serious question. Is Jimmy G going to play a full season? Uh, I like his chances a lot more the this 16 year. games or, or what? 16? I is is he going to play more games than Derek Carr? They're going to play the same. They're going to play the same? They're going to play the same. So one. Well, <laughs> that's the same. <laughs> that's the same. Uh, um, seriously, I I don't see any relevance in, in Jimmy G. I have no interest in drafting him where yeah. he's at. I think there's way more value in different quarterbacks. Um, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting them all in the same – same round almost i mean josh allen's in round 14 jimmy g to me is even though he's on the niners it doesn't matter even if he was on the patriots i wouldn't care it, that's different. there's there's more upside yeah there's more upside. i'd rather go for a running quarterback personally just because rushing yards are just nicer to have uh the only reason why i draft jimmy g is just because i like jimmy g a lot that's basically it and you, Potentially, if you drafted somebody like George Kittle or Dante Pettis, that way you could double dip in points. Other than that, I'd rather go with a running quarterback myself. I do like that Dante Pettis, uh, Jimmy G stack, kind of, because it's all late rounds. Correct. You, you know, probably get late round steals, potentially, and the guys that could just rack up yards and points for you. But more importantly, we have it interesting. I think this whole division has interesting running backs. Yeah, I mean, I, this is a good division. This is a great. I, division. I do. I, I'll agree with that. It is a good division to be in. Um, why don't we? Why don't we just? I want to ask who's who's going to be first, second, third, and fourth in that division from from a Niner fan. From a Niner fan. From a right. Niner fan. So Niners. Let's be let's first. try to be honest uh, here. Be honest. <laughs> okay, let's try to be honest. Because I, I was just about to go Niners, 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 Niners. Yeah, that was not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the Rams are still elite. Number yeah. one, you got to dethrone though. Number two, the Niners were able to beat the Seahawks with Nick Mullins. As long as Jimmy Garoppolo is a step higher than Nick Mullins, which I'm very confident he is, I think the Niners could take second in the division, aka the wild card spot. Seahawks close second, close third, sorry, and then the Ram or the Cardinals. Out of I mean, we don't really know what to expect out of them. They're just a wild card at this point. They can do anything. They could be amazing and they could be absolutely garbage. But for right now, I'm going to put them last. Mostly because they beat the Niners twice. I don't know how that happened last year, but... It's because you're trash. We we decided to sandbag a little. We wanted Bosa. You wanted you got Bosa. Yeah, we got him. You got him. We'll see how, if he holds out. He's got to play first. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a good track record with the. <laughs> if your name, his last name his is last Bosa. Last name Bosa. We'll, we'll see how much he actually plays. Yeah. Um. Why don't we get in the running backs? I, I like that idea. I mean, McKinnon's hurt. McKinnon's hurt. The rumor is he's going to go on the IR. Yes, if he goes on the IR, one that's good news for fantasy owners, because now a three-headed monster in the backfield turns into two people that could both be fantasy relevant. Yeah. Now, that being said, Matt Breida last year on playing, I believe it was 14 games, 
racked up over 800 rushing yards and 200 receiving yards. That's nothing to scoff at, at a running back that nobody kind of expected and that was most likely a waiver wire pickup. Tevin Coleman, with the addition of him, could eat into his, for sure, passing yards and his carries, but to the percentage of the split, we have no idea. So do you want to risk taking a Tevin Coleman in his ADP right now is fifth round? For me, I'm it's too rich for me. When when I can wait until the twelfth round and get Brita and kind of Brita might be the starter by the end of the Brita, year. Yes. So the value there is is easy. It could be could be high upside. Much for greater. Brita. Yeah. So I mean the Coleman pick to me I wouldn't do it. Now, in a half PPR, to a PPR league, I could justify it. You know, Coleman, he's going to get touches and he's going to get receptions. You could justify in a half PPR to a PPR, especially if you drafted a number one running back, a number one receiver already, and potentially another running back. And then Matt Breida, I mean, sorry, Coleman is just going to fill up a flex spot. Then you could justify that pick. If it's a standard league, I'd rather stay away from Telvin Coleman. And try to reach a little bit for Matt Breida. Especially if Jarek McKinnon doesn't go on the IR. He's also a pass catcher. So he might just eat into Coleman's receptions as well. So far, until we see some preseason games, uh, we just don't know what's going on there. And for now, we'll skip out and then go for the value pick. Yeah, I mean, I see more... My concern with Coleman is that he was very inconsistent last year, even when Freeman was gone. I yeah. mean, I don't remember exactly what week he left at. I think it was like week nine. I think it was, was a Freeman, little bit earlier. Maybe a little bit earlier. I mean, from week six, it was he was ranked 20th, 14th, 4, week nine, which was awesome. Uh, week 10, 32, 23, 27, 70, 47, 9, 46, 16. It's very inconsistent. On, on a high-powered offense. High-octane. With Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper. I mean, are you going to say mm-hmm. you guys, are, the, are the Niners better than Atlanta Falcons on the offense? Do they have more weapons? No. But they have a scheme. But they got the scheme. I knew you were going to say that already. The scheme. So, I mean, it. I think it just comes down to, do you believe in that scheme? And do you think he's going to be a full-time starter all year? They're both question marks. They well, are. Do you believe in the scheme? I think most fantasy owners, most NFL fans could agree there's a scheme there. Yeah. But you don't trust the player. Right now, nobody on the Niners I trust enough to put a fifth round pick where I'm expecting starting value out of them you're probably not getting it there especially out of Coleman yeah I mean you're you could have huge upside there's it's upside. just it just depends on what risk you want to go at because mm-hmm. the risk is very high especially if he plays like he did at the end of the year last year he I'm, won't keep that starting spot Brito will be there I believe Chris Carson and Tevin Coleman have very similar ADPs. Yeah, I would I would get Carson 
Way better. Yeah. Way pub, better. Pub, nine way times safer. out of ten. Even if he's not, even if they have a 50-50, I mean, the Seahawks run the ball the most in the NFL. Correct. And they lost Mike Davis, which is 150 carries gone. Correct. And I just got an update on Sleeper that they're trying to get Chris Carson at least 50 receptions this year. No, he had about an average of one reception per game last year. Mm-hmm. Making it about, he had about 24 targets. If he gets 50 targets a game, that's about three per three catches per game. You can do math. Surprising, am I right? Especially when your phone has a calculator. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's not going to be the hugest difference. I do want to point that out. I mean, unless he breaks off a big one, it's I mean, probably about 20 points. Full 20 yards. point PPR. Full point PPR. I that's mean, huge. that's 50 points plus maybe a receiving touchdown, yards. Half PPR is even a big deal, 25 mm-hmm. points. I mean, it, it, it's nothing to scoff at. It just shows that they're trying to implement him more mm-hmm. in that offense. And it's not a good thing for Penny. No. I think he's going to be involved no matter what uh, for how much they run the ball. But that's not a good sign. It, it seems like Carson, as long as he's healthy, is their guy. Yeah. I think this was one of those little updates that didn't really – uh, they didn't have a huge update to it, but the implications of it means that Carson looks like their guy. And for fantasy owners, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. You want to get to the wide receivers on here, or you want to just go to the tight end? Mm, let's go for the receivers. This is fairly interesting. Yeah. I mean, we have Dante Pettis. Looked very solid at the end of the year. Looked like he was very comfortable with the offense. He was making plays. Other than that, you really uh, don't really have anything. You kind of have a Walmart, Deshaun Jackson, and Marquise Goodwin. Basically, applies the same role unless he gets a gigantic rack or deep ball pass. You're probably not expecting too much out of him, especially since he doesn't even stay healthy very much. The the guy you're going to want to target is Pettis. Pettis is going to be the guy. The upside, he's going to be the number one. Um, I know Trent Taylor, I think, just got hurt. He might get the most targets in, in he on your a, team, I think he had a surgery just last week. Really? I think they yeah. Put a so he got hurt. Yeah. Okay. So then he's probably out for at least eight weeks. He he could be gone for. So a I mean, then those targets will go to him or Debo Samuel. I I do hear Debo Samuel's playing really well. Yeah, preseason and, he went up, straight up monster receiver, monster corner for like thirty yards. It was pretty cool to watch. Jalen Hurd, he had the biggest probably preseason out of any wide receiver. He racked up. A 33-yard reception for a touchdown and he, a goal line fade. That's something that was nice to see for a touchdown. He put up two touchdowns against the Cowboys. It's 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 guys to keep in mind for dynasty and yeah. later rounds and just keep an eye out on waiver wire. But yeah. I mean, you're not going to draft him. In my yeah. opinion, you're not going to draft him. Yeah, late. these guys There's... are no draft, but pretty much watching away and keep an eye out. Sweet. And you want to go to Kittle? Yeah, Kittle. He's fairly straightforward. I think. He's going to have a down year compared to last year. I do too. I yeah. agree. A lot of a lot of his production I think is unreplicable because of so many yards he had. He didn't have the touchdown numbers that you'd like from a tight end compared to how many yards he had. He was a very steroided Greg Olson if you will, where he was getting insane amount of yards. The touchdowns was a little bit more on the lacking side. I mean, that could change with Jimmy G, 
who has a little bit more arm strength than uh, the Nick Mullins might be able to fit it in those windows that. Yeah, I mean, he had, like a, he had 130 targets last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's going to get 130 targets with yeah. Jimmy G. If you're, if what you say is true, Jimmy G is is a decent quarterback, he will <laughs> spread the ball around. He should be able to spread the ball around. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to be Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. And I think that will drop him down a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, his upside is not as – I. there's going to be a regression. It's not he's not gonna have the year he had last year. No, he and I think not. that's gonna be pretty obvious. I mean, he broke the what the reception record for a tight end last year. Uh, I'm not positive, but it sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Or yards per game, or yards in a game. It was it was one or the other. He didn't break the yards per game. That one he for did for a not tight break. end. Yeah, he did not break okay. that. He, I think he was nine yards short. Uh, okay, well, yeah. I mean, his his ADP is going to the fourth round. Fourth round, I mean that's. It's not too bad. No. It's not too bad. No, you you know what you're getting. You're going to get a solid tight end that's most likely going to be healthy in, in a half-decent de- offense with not that many weapons. So Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we all know that the tight ends are pretty They're thin. They're and hard to come by, so him being in his position, it's going to put you in a situation of, do I want an elite tight end or do I want to risk it with a flyer? And chances are, I might risk it with him. I might take him. Just to have a little bit more stability in that position. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ertz, I think, is almost going in that same spot. I would rather have Ertz. I'd rather have Ertz as well. But I believe Ertz is going a little bit earlier. I'll double check. Um, I think like seven spots earlier. Probably, Probably in that same round is my assumption uh it says third round so he's going around about around about around about around so yeah. Ertz will be in the third kid will be in about in the fourth round just That's, depends yeah. on your draft obviously yeah. but say that's you don't ADP. want a tight end in the third you know or, or a running back fell mm-hmm. that you want to grab him then on the come up he could still grab george yeah. Kittle. yeah definitely definitely anyone else you want to talk about on the niners uh they probably have the best kicker oh yeah yeah, Robbie Gold just signed an extension not too long ago. I'm so proud. Is that the kicker of the week? Kicker of the year. Kicker of the year. Right there. Good market. Dope. Why don't we go to a different team? <laughs> Come on, we're not done yet. Oh, we're, just, we're just getting started on of the course Niners. We're done. I mean, of course we can talk done. about the first Super Bowl, second, all the way to the fifth. No one cares. Fine. Not one person cares about the Niners. Why don't we go to the Cardinals? Cardinals, ooh, spicy. It's an interesting talk there. So why don't we start off with the number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. Uh, his ADP is like eighth round. That's not bad. I mean, I think that's high. I think that's a little high. It's, it's not bad for him. He's got a lot of upside, but it's very high for a guy who's unproven, has never played a game in the NFL. Mm-hmm. On an offense that has a horrible offensive line. I think people that are... Drafting him in the eighth round, they're expecting uh, Mahomes-type production out of him. I think that's a little unrealistic, given how bad their offensive line is. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see the upside on it, but you also need to look at how small he is. Could he get hurt this year? Which is a possibility with that horrible offensive line. Um, 
the upside is there. They want to have a fast-paced offense with 90 plays a game. Um, so that should help. Yeah, but I, th- I think you'll get production. He'll be relevant, but I don't think you're going to get your value at that ADP for eighth rounder. Mm-hmm. You can wait and get Cam Newton in the 10th. I mean, Josh Allen's like in the 14th. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, they almost have the same ADP. And I think I'd rather have Russell Wilson. Basically really? identical players, but Wilson's obviously a lot more proven. Yeah, Wilson's ninth round. So, I think that's insane. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I'm not a Wilson fan. I have him ranked yeah, like I hate 15th. Him too. Don't worry. I'm just saying. You hate him for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. Um, so why don't we go to David Johnson? Number one RB on the team. I mean, if you look to the backup, his name is Chase Edmonds. I don't know who he is. Therefore, he doesn't matter. He's chasing David Johnson. Ooh, That's what he's doing. He's chasing his role. <laughs> he's chasing he's that He's not role. doing a good job. He's not even close. <laughs> not even close. He's doing a terrible job. So last year, surprisingly enough, he was the 10th RB. Surprise, yeah. Which, which I know there was a lot of struggles last year with him. And a lot of concern with how much you drafted him. He didn't really produce on what you wanted. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's going to happen again? Because he's in that same spot almost where he, he was he last year. He climbed back up. What? He's going sixth, sixth overall, fifth? I think it's higher because Gordon and Zeke yeah, are gone. Them, so, rather, I mean, he's, he's a lot safer than them, of course. Fourth or fifth pick? Yeah. You kind of have to. Just because you have to take him there. Just because you're unsure about everything else. You would rather have I'd rather have David Johnson over a James Conner. I would yeah. rather have a David Johnson over a Joe Mixon. I'd rather have David Johnson over Lev Bell. And because of that, he's just going to climb up with those other RBs holding out. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that offensive line is is better and hopefully they have more plays involving him. I know Leftwich took over and offense coordinator late in the season and messed around with him a little bit, but he was only in the top 10 RBs twice last year. Yeah. So there is a concern that he's a 27 year old back that could be losing it. But if you watch his tape, he, he looks as explosive as ever. Um, it just, hopefully that new offense, the cliff Kingsbury offense Mm -hmm. will help him out and, and, uh, get him going. But, He's he's pretty safe in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's safe. He performed as a low T one RB to a high T two RB with a terrible offense, terrible offensive line, and consistently losing. They weren't winning many games to the point where they're running the ball. As long as they improve just a smidge, you're gonna see an immense increase in production there. So because of that, I think he deserves his spot. And I agree with his ADP. I think he's a very safe pick and should be going around there. So the wide receivers. There are a whole bunch of wide receivers on this team. A lot. Fitzgerald, even Kevin White. Some people know Kevin White from the Bears. Poor guy. He played like two, three games for them. Did he? <laughs> he was he was hurt 90% of the time. He was yeah. almost like Jimmy G. Um, huh. So they also have Christian Kirk, Hakeem Butler, Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson that everyone's raving about. Andy um, who? 
Isabella. We're ignoring him or her. I'm not <laughs> or sure. Her. Yet. You're not sure. Not Who do you name. think is going to be fantasy relevant? And is Larry Fitzgerald going to be fantasy relevant? But yes. Larry Fitzgerald will be fantasy relevant just by default. He's just too good, too talented, too amazing at what he does. He single-handedly killed the Niners every year. It hurts to watch. So Kirk and Fitzgerald are going almost identical spots. Uh, late sixth round for Kirk and early seventh round for Fitz. Which one do you want? Which one would you feel more comfortable on your team? I would feel a lot more comfortable with Larry Fitzgerald. The team respects him a lot more. So in the red zone, they're going to him. If they're doing bad, they're just going to feed him just because they want to up his stats to be more Hall of Fame present. Christian Kirk has a little bit more upside just because he's younger, yeah. quicker, a little bit more of a deep route route runner. And because of that, he has a lot more upside. But we saw last year he was very boomer bust. He could go for two touchdowns or he could just be missing the whole game. He could basically pull an Amari Cooper on you. Yeah, I mean, he broke his foot last year. Um, I am very high on Christian Kirk. I think the upside is is there. Next year, he'll definitely be taking over. I don't think uh, Larry will be there. Um, but this retire? year, huh? You think he'll retire? I, I don't think he'll be there. I think they got a whole bunch of young wide receivers, and they're going to try to make a change at some point. Fun fact. Larry Fitzgerald has put up insane numbers throughout a fairly long career. He would still need seven 1,000-yard seasons to catch up to Jerry Rice. Oh, oh is that? Is yeah. that a fun fact? That's a fun fact. Jerry Rice played for the Raiders, didn't he? For like a season or two. <laughs> played for the Seahawks too, didn't he? Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> Did that hurt? No. That hurt. Well, I can see the it. The problem is because everybody knows that you go to the Raiders to end your career. Oh, do they? It typically happens. So... Fitzgerald last year finished in the top 10 only once. Once, yeah. In the top 20 twice. So, I mean, the consistency, I don't see, Hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely I, declining. Like his career I, is declining. I get it. They they had a bad offense last year, and this year it's going to be a new offense with ninety plays a game supposedly. Um, but Christian Kirk had two top twenty games. He was in the same offense and played less games. So. I would rather have Kirk. I think there's more upside. They're going to use him more. I still think Larry is the better receiver. And because I, of that, I'd rather have the better receiver. I think the most polished for sure, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'd rather have neither of them, to be honest. <laughs> if I could afford having neither of them, I'd rather have neither of them. Sounds good. Anybody else who's relevant that you want to look at in uh, this offense? No tight end. I'll, I'll pass on the tight end spots. Uh, unless something crazy happens, then they're just going to be streamers at best. Do you even know the kicker? Uh, Jane Gonzalez. Gonzalez. 
don't know the kicker. So they have Andy Lee as the punter, former Niner. Do they? I mm. think I think we're done with the Cardinals. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Seahawks. Ooh, sounds good to me. Who do you want to start off with the Seahawks? I think we just got to go with the, the QB. QB1. Start it off. Russell Wilson. We know him as a magician. I hate the guy. He got him sacked. Does a ballerina twirl. Breaks three tackles. Flicks his wrist. Those are for 50 yards. And then your whole team is tired. And he scores a touchdown. One of the most annoying things to ever see. Does it so consistently. I hate that so much. Pisses me off. But great quarterback. As we mentioned earlier, is going in the ninth round. I think that is a steal considering how efficient he is passing the ball. When he throws the ball, gets completed, it's going for a big game. And he's got deep threats. He's got Tyler Lockett, well emerged last year. He's got DK Metcalf. That, we don't know what that's going to be like. It's not going to be good. You don't think so? But he's regardless... Be, I don't think he's going to be relevant this year. Yeah, well, last year he didn't really have anybody either. And he still put up insane numbers. So I'm not worried about the receiving goal. Yeah, Russell Wilson. I mean, top 12 was 62% of the time last year. He's always in the top 12. Since he's been a rookie. So, I mean... He's pretty safe. His numbers are always inflated. You always say there's going to be some sort of regression there because it's just insane how he is always in the top 12 when he's always a running team. For how much (laughs) they run the ball, it it, it is insane to see his numbers that high. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he's a safe pick later in the rounds, about ninth round ADP. There's other options that I like better, but he's he's pretty safe on what you can get out of him. Who do you realistically like better than Russell Wilson? I mean, say there's Cam Newton. Cam I Newton like just Newton. came off of a sh- shoulder surgery. I always and he's like, been regressing ever I since he won MVP. Like, I always like Newton. I mean, Newton, 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 60%. He was 2% less than Russell Wilson, and then he had an injury last year. So, I mean, they're both at the same tier. They're very close together. So, I mean, Russell Wilson, 16 games. Cam Newton, 14 games. And Cam Newton had quarterback 25 or worse. Russell Wilson was 15%. Newton was 7%. So, I mean, I always like Newton. That's who I've liked. I, I know there's a risk, but when you get him in the 10th round or 11th round... If you need to cut him, you can cut him. But that's my opinion on it. I think I'd rather have Russell Wilson. He's just a lot better. My yeah, opinion. you're just not a Niner fan from my understanding. Oh. It seems like. I'm just saying. Hey, when, when there's a fantasy I'm championship just, on just, the line, then you, you swing the other way if you got to. I mean, Newton's quarterback 1-6 to six was 31%. Russell's was 28%. Uh, that difference is minimal. So they're exactly the same is what you're saying. They're fairly the same. Cool. I would rather have Russell Wilson's more consistency. I think Newton's going to be more consistent than Russell Wilson. Wilson doesn't really have 
talent around him. Russell Newton, Newton does. McCaffrey can catch out of the backfield and make things happen out of nothing. DJ Moore's there. Curtis Samuel's there. I know they have Greg Olson that's older, but he is a safety net. My opinion is Newton would be my guy in that situation, just preference. Hmm. All right, we'll agree to disagree there. We always disagree. <laughs> but to the running backs. Chris Carson. Chris I don't Carson think we disagree on this. No, this one I think we feel like we I think we pretty agree on it. Yeah. Fourth round. Um, Steal in the fourth round, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's going to be the bell cow there. And I know they're going to use Penny a lot, too, just because they run the ball so much. Everybody gets carries and touches in Seattle. That's just how much they run the ball. It's just who gets the goal line carries and who gets the bulk of it. That was Chris Carson last year. Even with Rashad Penny being the first-round draft pick, Chris Carson outperformed him in every level possible. And if there's one coach does not care about draft stock and draft status, it's Pete Carroll. He doesn't care about when you got drafted. It's who's better and who can make plays. Chris Carson was that guy. It's competition. Everything's competition for him. So that's my guy. And honestly, I like Penny's upside too. I wouldn't mind having both of them on my team if you can get them at the right ADP. You might not agree with that, but I think there's enough carries to go around on both sides. And then if Carson... God forbid gets hurt because he did have that surgery on his knee, if I remember correctly, to clean it out. Yeah. Um, Penny would be a RB one easily. 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 But Rashad Penny, I think, was a little overrated last year. I mean, he didn't really do anything. He didn't last do year. anything. He had one run for thirty yards where he kind of like Barry Sanders. It he went back and forth behind the line of scrimmage till he finally broke free. But as you say, is it the system or is it the back? Well, every running back has succeeded from Marshawn Lynch to Carson to So it's usually if you get the full workload because there's no one there, yeah. you're most likely going to be productive. Yeah, which is going to be Chris Carson in this case. I think I compare this to Lindsey and Freeman. A lot of people are kind of overblowing Freeman and Penny, thinking they're going to get a lot of carries. I think this is basically the same situation where there's one back that's clearly talented, a lot more talented than the other one. And people are just kind of try to overblow it for clicks. You get the better back. So, are you interested in Penny at all? I am. I can't imagine a situation. I mean, you're the only way Penny becomes relevant is if Chris Carson gets hurt. You're not. You should not be drafting, assuming a player is going to get hurt. Even if he's not hurt, I think he's going to be relevant. He's going to be at least. A late, late RB2, early RB3. So would you feel comfortable starting both Carson and Penny at the same time? Yeah. Depends how my team's set up. If I go if I go wide receivers and tight end early, and I get Carson and I get Penny in the seventh, I would feel comfortable in starting them both. Certain situations. I'm going to highly disagree there. I feel like that's a losing strategy. You're obviously going to have other RBs. You're not going to start him every single week. Yes, but handicapping yourself like that, I disagree with doing that. I feel like you should be stomping on other people's throat, especially if you went wide receivers early, then you probably have some stacked wide receivers. You just need anything. That's literally anything. 
I don't think Penny <laughs> will get you anything. Chances one of them is going to get the touchdown carry, and that's going to be Chris Carson. That means you're hoping from yardage out of Penny. What do you Ch- think? What's Penny, the chances he gets? What do you more think Penny's going to do this year? I we can. Be, I want to bet on this. I can't imagine Penny averaging more than forty yards a game. I'll I'll take that bet. You'll take that. What bet? are we betting? Um, anything, literally anything. Uh, I don't care. You can have my TV. I don't give a shit. I don't want a TV. I don't want a TV for it's four points a game. That's all you're asking. Four points average throughout the year. Yeah, he's yeah. for sure getting four points. He got demoted to special teams. Uh, I can't imagine him being worth that much right he's now. He's gonna get four points every game. I can guarantee that. All right, we'll take we'll take on that bet. All right, sounds good to me. You better hope Carson doesn't get hurt. That's a different story. Because then you lose that automatically. Basically. <laughs> that is a very Why don't you talk story. about your boy Lockett? Tyler Lockett's a stud. I hate him. He's a stud. He beats one-on-one coverage on intermediate to deep routes. No problem. Now, the only issue is, is you don't know his role right now. He could take on Doug Baldwin's role and then just be a short... Short pass guy that has to earn his yards through rack. Because DK Metcalf might take his role of the deep intermediate route runner. Because that's basically his one-trick pony. Other than that, I still like him. What's his ADP, do you know? Um, I do not know off the top of my head. I, I can't imagine Tyler Lockett has a high ADP. Probably guesstimate around the seventh round. Fifth, <laughs> fifth round. Really. I think that's a little high for him, though. I'm not, yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I will look elsewhere. If he falls to maybe the sixth, seventh round, I'll scoop him up, no problem. Fifth round, that's a little high. They spread the ball a lot in Seattle. You saw David Moore pulling up like three touchdown games. I mean, Lockett is what he is. I mean, he runs the nine route. 30% of the time. That's what he runs. He, he That's the highest percentage of what he runs on his slots. 239 routes ran last year. And 20 or 30% of them were the nine route. So he's going to be a deep threat. Well, and D- that's where he got his his. That's where he got his. From. Yeah, that's where he got his points. But now DK Metcalf. Is DK Metcalf going to be the deep route runner? I don't see why would you would change something that's working with a limited role. I mean, I think he got, what, 60 receptions last year? Yeah. Was that is that how many receptions he got? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I don't. What's DK Metcalf going to do then? I can't imagine him being a short route runner. Yeah, 57 receptions and 70 targets. And he got 965 yards. 10 touchdowns, I I see regression. I don't see anything else other than that. I mean, hopefully he gets up to 100 targets. I think he will. Without uh, Baldwin, I think he has to. I think, I think you kind of have to at that point. Um, Metcalf is not draftable, in my opinion. No. I, I don't feel comfortable drafting him. There's a lot of other guys in that same range. Um, it's kind of hard to see who I would actually feel comfortable with starting on this wide receiver core because I feel like it's just going to change week through week. So I'll yeah. be chasing points 
Uh, one week it's going to be Lockett. One week DK Metcalf's going to have a huge 60-yard touchdown. I mean, David more. Uh, to me, I'm trying to stay away from them. Yeah, I could agree there. I will take Lockett if he falls a round or two. I definitely would not mind that. I mean, they got to throw the ball to somebody. I mean, they run the ball an insane amount of times, but that doesn't mean they don't pass it. They still got to pass it to somebody. I agree. I just, it's going to be hard to find consistently on a weekly basis is my concern. Um, tight ends, you have any interest in any of these tight ends? No, I'm good. We'll pass. Will Disley, Jacob Hollister. Will Disley had a couple good games, but no, we'll pass. Sorry. Any kicker news for you? I don't even know who these guys are. That's sad to say from someone who loves kickers. <laughs> We're a lot. You love it. So why don't we go to the Rams? All righty. Started off easy. Jared Goff. He went from being almost to a bust to a stud. I think that's insane. His his improvement over the last few years, over a couple of years, is pretty insane. Jeff Fisher can do that to you. So is it Jeff Fisher's fault, or is he the reason why he's so good? He's definitely not the reason why he's so good. He's also, he also said Nick Foles isn't great. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Who said? Jeff Fisher. God. I mean, it's Sean McVay's offense. And if you think that your boy in San Francisco has an offense, McVay's offense is about a thousand times better. I mean, if you're going to go by scheme, this is the team with a scheme and with the pl- and with the players. I think he just has more talent. He has, he's definitely got a scheme. So your team is trash. He's got a scheme, but so that scheme also got absolutely trash. Is that what you're saying? No, nah, because we got okay. the scheme. Okay. So, I mean, I want to start off with the wide receivers. I like all three of the wide receivers. Brandon yeah. Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. My concern is with Cooper Cup is his ACL. He just came off an ACL. Um, So in my list, he would be last. Robert Woods would be second. Cooks would be first. I know people would have Woods ahead of Brandon Cooks. I like Cooks, especially if you have two top-tier wide receivers and you have Cooks as a third. He's going to be a boomer bust guy. Yeah, I think all three of these receivers, you're glad to have them on your team. You're starting them every week, no matter the situation, and you're going to get something out of them. They're not dropping donuts at any means. So... If one falls to you and you got, well, if you draft Brandon Cooks, okay. say you draft Brandon Cooks, and then Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup falls to you, say in like the seventh. Seventh. You have to take him. So are you, you comfortable starting two wide receivers from that offense is my question. I won't like it. I won't like it at all. But I'll do it. Okay. I won't lie. I'll look for I, any I, reason to not do it. I understand the complaint because the upside is not as high if you had someone else. Yeah, it could, but be. it was probably a little bit safer. Yeah, you're basically you have two yeah. top tier wide receivers. Yeah, the only issue is, is you're competing with yourself for points. That yes. can be a, a double negative, especially if they both get shut down. Kind of like in the Super Bowl, they just absolutely got shut down. If that happens, that's two people you can pretty much scratch off your team. Yeah, I mean, Goff is getting drafted in the ninth round. So if we're talking about these top-tier wide receivers and all three of them, someone's got to be throwing the ball, right? 
Exactly. So is Goff ready for a big year? If we think all these guys are going to have big years, Goff's going to be giving him the ball. He's yeah. got to give him have a big year, right? Correct. I mean, he did have a big year last year. He was definitely startable every week. I don't know if I'd draft him, though. Yeah, I mean, ninth round. Ninth round, that's basically Cam Newton round. That's basically Russell Wilson round. That's basically, what's his rookie's name? I forgot his name already. Murray? DeMar- that's basically Kyler Murray. Murray. Kyler Murray, not DeMarco Murray. Whoopsie. Good That's Lord. basically Murray's rating, or no, ADP. Would you rather have any of them over him? Uh, I would probably have Kyler. I like running quarterbacks i like them a lot too. i it makes me feel safer i mean call me stupid call me whatever you want but if i can get someone later that can run the ball a little bit and make me feel comfortable even though it's probably not a comfortable aspect on it i mean then i do that golf you know you're not going to get any run yards no you're so not if they shut them down they shut them down uh josh allen can have a horrible day throwing the ball and still get me 20 points because he can run the fucking ball uh, I, yeah. So Goff, I, not my preference, but I mean he's gonna be available. He's got it. He's got a high upside. Very high upside. I feel like he has a low floor, high ceiling. You know, you're, you're gonna get something out of it, no matter how bad he does. That offense will carry him. Todd Gurley will carry him. He's got one of the best checkdowns in Woods and Gurley. When you have a checkdown that can turn anything to twenty yards, you can't be mad at his upside. And I mean they're. Say Gurley is playing. They're either going to have to stack the box. To stop To him. stop Gurley. And you get your matchups. On or the they don't, and you can keep running the ball with Gurley. I mean, this offense is... I know the offensive line, from my understanding, is a little bit shaky. Uh, last year, they were very good. Um, they had some losses uh, on the offensive line. So... Is there a concern about Gurley? I know there is, but what's your feeling on it? I think it's a little bit overblown. People trying to get clicks. But there is going to be a regression. Just naturally from how amazing his year was last year before he started tumbling and getting hurt, he will regress a little bit. And they are going to give some carries. They already were giving carries to Malcolm Brown last year. You know, He wasn't getting every single snap say like McCaffrey was last year so he is going to share his load a little bit with Malcolm Brown and I think Daryl Henderson will take some I will still rank Malcolm Brown over Daryl Henderson though he was still producing very well for the Rams last year I don't think he's just going to automatically lose his spot just because another running back showed up I mean they're a consistent team you kind of know what you're getting I mean CJ Anderson left and you got Daryl Henderson. Basically. I mean, there's not really too much transfer in that team. You still have the three top-tier wide receivers there. You have Goff. You still have Gurley. I know there's a knee issue, but overall, I feel like their team is pretty safe, especially with McVay's scheme. There's not really any change. And I don't believe Gurley got that injury last year. I believe he's always had this. Yeah. So it's not like anything changes. It just became a little bit more apparent, and he wore down a little bit by the end of last year. I think you just need to be careful when you draft him because there is a possibility that his knee flares up and they sit him until playoffs. 
there could be a chance he tears it. But I mean, so, it's arthritis from it's my a, understanding. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it can make everything else weaker, I assume. But it's there's a risk. And he's just higher risk than everyone else. If you're much. drafting Todd Gurley, you better pair it up with another RB, a top-tier RB, just in case. If you skip out on him, then you know you might be able to go wide receivers a little bit earlier than, you, than you'd like. Or you can go wide receivers how you like, depending on how you draft. Yeah, it just depends how your team's laid out. Yeah, but I mean... Gurley's probably going in the late first round, especially with two top RBs holding out. So Gurley's definitely going to climb up. Yeah, I mean, his ADP is second, beginning of second round. Beginning of second round? Mm -hmm. I think if you are afraid of Zeke and Melvin Gordon hold out, Gurley will either go straight up beginning second round or end of first. I agree. And I don't think you're making a bad decision. No, not at all. And Especially in the division. I mean, the Cardinals were one of the worst run defenses last year. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have options. The Niners' defense got better. Niners' defense got better. Uh, Seattle's defense got worse. Seattle's, yes. Um, but they're always pretty well coached up. Yeah. So I Seahawks. think they are going to be pretty decent. Um, but there is definitely opportunity for them to have another huge year. Yeah. You want to talk about your boy, Greg Zerline? He's the top kicker. He makes it from 60. <laughs> if you make it from 60, you might as well keep him. You know, with that high-octane offense, he's going to get points basically every drive. It's pretty safe. I like it. Anything okay. to add? Uh, this is probably the best division in football. Everyone, Each one of these teams could be in the playoffs next year. Nobody would be surprised. Maybe the Cardinals. But... Like I said, this is probably the best division in football. A lot of talent. A lot of RB talent, which is what I like. How do you feel? Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Niners will be in the playoffs. Huh. I don't think the Cardinals will be in the playoffs. Low chances. Um, I think there'll be a little regression for the Seahawks. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Sounds good. All right. All right. Get out of here. Get out of here. Deuces. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too.